It's the end of 2019, and it's the end of a decade. A new year brings new growth and new challenges. So when we're looking forward to what this next year will look like, it's important that we also reflect on what God has done already. Welcome to the New Community Church Podcast. This week, we had everyone together for one big service, and we're talking about starting the new year and moving forward into what God has for us. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. You doing good? Hope that you're doing well. I mean, this is um, a fun Sunday. It's the last Sunday of 2019, if you can believe it. Um, uh, let me introduce myself. My name is Caleb Bagby. I'm the creative pastor here at NCC. And if it is your first time today, I mean, welcome to New Community Church. We are really glad that you're here with us um, and are a part of this family. And uh, this Sunday is fun because it is also the last Sunday we'll be together for this decade, for the 2010s. Okay, let's just give it up real quick for the 2010s. We're about to enter into a new decade in 2020. If you even thought it was possible, we would get here. Um, And so this morning, it's the end of the year. We're about to start a new year. And so as I was kind of wrestling with what to speak on and how God was speaking to me, I thought, man, how important is it for us to look forward into the new year and listen to the Lord as he's calling us and challenging us in our personal life with our families. But as I was thinking about that, I thought it's important that we first look back. And before we start moving too, too quickly forward into this next year, that we take a moment and we look back and remember what God has done. And so we're going to take a moment this morning and look back. And before we kind of look into our own life, I want to take you on a quick tour of the 2010s and the world around us. So going all the way back to 2010, this is 10 years ago, okay? It's a long time ago. A lot has happened. 10 years ago, I was 16 years old. Whoa, y'all are like, yo, what? I was 16 years old, learning how to drive, and I was in 10th grade. So a lot has happened over 10 years, I can tell you. So in 2010, the first iPad was announced. And you're like, wow, it seems like it was a lot longer than that, or that's a long time ago. This is in 2010. Also in this year, the huge Haiti earthquake happened, if you remember this. And also the the miners in Chile who were stuck in the mine for 69 days. This is in 2010, 10 years ago. In 2011, the world was obsessed with planking. Some of you may have taken part in this, maybe hurt yourself with this, I don't know. But this was a big deal um, on social media and everyone was doing it, laying flat on all kinds of different things. And in 2013, Frozen changed our lives forever, and it's maybe still changing your life today. In 2015, no one could agree whether this picture was a black and blue dress or a white and gold dress. It's white and gold, but that's up to you to decide. In 2016, uh, we elected our 45th president, Donald Trump, and we also met Eleven in the gang from Stranger Things. Come on, get an applause. Uh, In 2017 was, uh, in our lifetime, the first total solar eclipse, and this is a picture of us looking at it outside the church. Um, We weren't in, like, the direct shadow, and so um, it was still light outside, but we built up, like, eight sunglasses on top of each other so that we could see it, and uh, we did, but the ladies uh, that day were worried about us burning our eyes out, Um, and we could still see, mostly, um, but that was pretty cool. 
That was in 2017. And in 2019, probably the most notable event was Baby Yoda, um, who captured our hearts this year. So when we think of 2019, we're probably just going to be thinking of Baby Yoda. Um, But as you can see, a lot has happened over the past 10 years. It's been a long time. And now that we're here at the end of it, we're looking forward into kind of this unknown, this newness, and what's it going to be like. But I think it's important that we do look back and we reflect on what God has done. Um, And before we kind of move forward this morning, I want to challenge everyone in the room to be taking notes. And so maybe you have a notebook or some paper with you you can write on, or even on your phone, pulling open a note where you could type on there. All of us are going to be participating a couple different ways this morning um, in writing something down, so everyone will need something. But even just throughout your life, I think it's important that we take notes and write down what God's speaking to us. Um, In my own life, there have been moments of just in the middle of the day or in the middle of worship when we're together or even while I'm praying that I'll write something down because God's speaking to my heart. So I want to challenge you to continue to do that. And this morning, be taking some notes as we um, engage with God's word together. So when we look back, what I've realized is that the more you reflect on what God has done, the more confident that you'll be in what God will do. When we reflect on the things God has done in, our, in the past, in, in our lives already, then we're more confident in what he's going to do in the future, in the unknown, in maybe the scary moments. Because we've seen his faithfulness before, and sometimes we have to remind ourselves of that. In the Bible, it tells a uh, kind of a crazy story about the Israelites. Um, you read about the, this story in Exodus and in Numbers, where God is... Um, send Moses to lead them out of slavery in Egypt. And the Israelites kind of, they go through this moment where they totally forget about what God has done. And it creates a lot of fear and worry for the future. And so when you, when you read through the story, I won't go into too much um, detail, but if you want to read about the story, you can read about it in Exodus and in Numbers. In Exodus, Moses is sent to Egypt to convince Pharaoh to let his people go. And Pharaoh is, has a hard heart towards that. He does not want those people to go. Um, and so them getting out of Egypt is going to be a miracle. And the Lord sends the 10 plagues and each one of these um, happenings is a supernatural event. And so each one of these plagues in, the, in its own is a miracle that the Lord sent. And then they're actually released and Pharaoh decides to let them go. That's a miracle. And on their way um, to the land that God has promised them, it says in the Bible that the Lord led them by a pillar of cloud at day and a pillar of fire at night. And I'm like, what? If I saw a pillar of fire, I'd be like, God, you're real. I'll never like, not trust you again. And so they, they were following these pillars um, at day and at night, and then they get to the Red Sea. And they're like, we have to get across somehow. And the Lord has another miracle, and he parts the waters. The waters part before them, and they walk across on dry ground. Like, this is a miracle they're, like, touching. They are, like, feeling it and seeing it before them. And so you think, like, man, these Israelites got to be, like, the most devoted followers of Christ ever, right? Because they're seeing these amazing things happen right in front of their eyes. And um, from the outside, like, we, we see it, and we're like, this God on their side is pretty amazing, like these people probably never have to worry about another thing ever again. But when you read in Numbers and actually in chapter 14, it talks about, it says that they cried all night because the Israelites are worried about entering the promised land. 
because their scouts come back and they're like, hey, these guys are really big, like they're, they're really powerful. I don't think that we're going to be able to make it. And so they, they believe they're going to die. They think God has led us all this way just so that we could die here. Let's go back to Egypt. You're like, what? The Israelites now like are worried, they're scared because they totally forgot about all these miracles that God has done right before them. The waters that they walked through because of God. And if they would remember these moments as Moses is trying to remind them, like, God is faithful. He will make a way. But they, it says they cried all night. They worried. They actually decided. They said, let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. Like, they just, they couldn't understand how God was going to make a way. Because they weren't focusing on the things God has done. The more we reflect on what he's done, the more confident we'll be when we move forward into the future and the vision that God has for our lives. So it's important that we remember the things that God has done. And this is why I always challenge people to take notes. And uh, it's important we record and write down the things God's doing and he's speaking to us. Because I don't know about you, but like a week from now, I probably won't remember word for word the things that God spoke to me. Or maybe even remember that he spoke something significant to me. And so for myself, it is really important that I write stuff down so I can remember it. And I think that all of us can agree on that. That's important that we write these things down. And I've realized that as I've done this, it's really built my faith. And it's been really, really helpful for me. Um, there's actually a moment uh, back in high school when God spoke something significant to me. And I saw how recording this story really affected my life years later. And so I wanted to share some of those words with you that I had wrote down then. So in high school... Um, I was in the youth group and we went on this retreat and so we're doing these like camp style games and one of these games is called Capture the Flamingo. If you've played Capture the Flag, then you know what I'm talking about. We just replaced the team flag with the plastic flamingo like this. And so the goal was go to that, go to another team, get their flamingo and bring it back to your base. Like, and that's how you win. And you have a flag on your belt. If you get it pulled out, then you're out of the game. You're put in prison. So I wanted to read, um, there's a little bit of context of the game. I wanted to read the words that, um, that I had wrote down. And as I'm reading this, remember, this is like high school Caleb that's writing these, but um, this is kind of what happened and what God spoke to me. And I'll, I'll kind of share how that affected my faith and my confidence as I continued on into that path. And so um, I guess even before here, I, I decided we weren't just going to stay still with our team and like try to defend, but we're going to go on the offense and we're going to go make something happen. I was like, if we're going to win, we're going to have to go get a flamingo. So I got a couple people with me and I was huddled up and I was like, look, we're going to go to that team and you're either going to get your flag pulled and go to prison or you're going to get the flamingo. Like you're not coming back here without it. And so we're, we're going to like do or die. Okay. And so this is uh, what I wrote here. I took Emily, one of my friends on that group. I took Emily and another person and we went for purple. That was the team. And so we had a plan, go in and go hard. We looked at each other, nodded, and went in. The three of us ran straight for the flamingo. None of us got it off the initial attack, and we spread out a bit. But we were going to get the flamingo or go to jail for it. Straight up. Come on. We backed up a bit, but only to check our flags. We were good, and so we went back in. And we were all in our own battles at that point. I had another one of the senior guys I was battling with, and we went at it. I was determined to get that flamingo, and he was going to stop me at all costs. I lunged at a last chance shot, but he ended up getting my flag, so I was out. 
I pick myself up off the ground, and I look over, and Emily's out too. So we check each other's hands, and neither of us has the flamingo. And as far as I saw, our plan had failed. Neither of us made it. We put it all out there, and we couldn't get the job done. And then Emily looks over to me, and she says, we got it. But both of us were in jail, and the other person that went with us is in jail too. And all of us who had put it all in had come out empty-handed. But Emily told me that Rob, who is also on our team, had followed us in and literally walked in, picked up the flamingo, and walked out. We were basically his decoys. Our sacrifice move had paid off after all. Emily and I were pumped. We did it. And then God spoke to me in the middle of a capture of the flamingo game. This is what he was calling me to. God wanted me to lead the charge. Those are the words that came to my mind that day. Lead the charge. A group of people who would put it all on the line. We'd literally do our very best. We'd sacrifice it all because we knew the end game. We knew we needed to create an opportunity for the victory. We'll run it, run it in and fight as long as we can, either going victorious or going home. Here's what God said to me. He said that even if I seemed to come out of it empty-handed, he had a plan. And as long as I obey him in the charge, he'll take care of the victory. So even if I thought I made no progress, I made a way for someone else to come in and walk away with the victory. It wouldn't be possible without the sacrifice. So even if I didn't see the results, I know that I can trust God is rewarding that obedience and that sacrifice. God has huge plans for me, and I need to remember this story to remember his calling. Those are the words that I wrote down that day. And this past year, God challenged me and he said, your time at New Youth Culture is about to be done. And I put a lot into New Youth Culture over the last few years. And it was really dear to my heart. And in that season of transition where God's saying, there's something different, but I'm moving you from this to something else. I'm like, what are you doing? I don't know. I look back at this story God reminded me about this moment, and he said, you're leading the charge, but the victory, the result and the growth and all of that, the result of what you've, what you've been working for, that's going to happen when you're not on the platform. And I was okay with that. I was okay with it because I knew what God had said before. And because I recorded the story and wrote it down, I was able to have confidence in this unknown transitional period of my life. Because God had spoken to me before, but I, I was able to go back and read the words and not just try to remember vaguely what had happened, but I was able to read it word for word what God had spoken. And because I was reflecting on what God had said, I was confident about what God is going to do. And I thought, if you spoke to me then, you're going to speak to me now. And I know I can trust you going into this next season, even if it's a little bit confusing or not, I'm not really sure what you're going to do. So I want to take a few minutes together and reflect on what has God done in your life. So start thinking about your life over the last year, the last couple years. What has God been speaking to you? So we're going to pause. We're going to write down. I'm going to give you a moment to sort of be on your own as you're writing. But what has God been doing in you? How has he changed you? How has he blessed you? What has he taught you? How have you experienced his love and his power? over this last year or last couple years. So we're gonna play just a little bit of music and give you a moment to write some things down.
So these things that you've been writing down, and you can continue to write if they're coming to you, but what you've been writing down, these are the things that we come back to. When we face moments in our life, we're like, does, is God speaking to me? Like, does God have a plan for my life? Lord, where are you? We come back to these moments. When we, the moments that we knew God was speaking to me then. God does have a plan for me. God was giving me a promise for, that may last for years. These are the moments that we come back to. And that's why we write it down, record it somewhere, so we can reflect on what God has done and what he has said. And this is what we hold on to as we move forward. And here at NCC, we move forward. This is one of our declarations here at NCC that's like a founding statement to the culture here. We move forward. We believe that where we are right now is not the end. This is not it. That God has more for us. And so where we are now is not where we're going to stay. God has greater better things ahead of us for ourselves, for our families. So we will move forward to see what God has for us. And I want to read a few scriptures with you in Hebrews chapter 5. So if you have your Bibles, you can open up there. There's also Bibles in the seat in front of you if you need to look at one there. But in Hebrews chapter 5, we'll start in verse 12. And it gives a picture of kind of how the Bible talks about the process of our faith. And in this chapter 5, verse 12, this is what it says. As these words are speaking to the church, the believers in the church, it says, You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You're like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. As we go into verse 6, it says, so, or chapter 6, it says, So let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And so, God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. And this is just one example in the Bible as it continues to talk about the process of our faith, of being a baby who needs to rely on milk and growing into an adult who eats solid food. There's this process that happens. And as we gain more understanding, as we know the Lord deeper, that we become more mature in our faith. And in the Bible, there's a lot of different examples, such as like, Um, like it says, people moving from a baby to being an adult, but also like a seed that grows into a fruit-bearing tree. There's this process. And it's even just in our nature, how God created us. Like we will grow from a young child to an adult. And as we grow, we gain an understanding, we mature. And this is the nature of the world that God has created. There's a time, a process for everything. And so if we stay where we are, we're, we're not living in the, the natural way of our life with Christ. Because the natural way is that we move forward. We continue to grow, continue to mature. Like, if you think about the words of this, of this scripture, if I was up here and I told you that I don't eat solid food, I just drink milk. You're like, what? As a 26-year-old man, if I was only drinking milk every day, you'd think something was wrong, right? I hope you would. Um, like, I would be missing something. And if, 
if so much time passes, 26 years in our life passes, and we don't we don't grow, we don't move forward into anything new in our life with Christ, if we're staying in the same place, we're missing something. We move forward. We cannot stay where we are because God has more for us. And if we stay where we are, then we're missing the natural um, growth and process of our life with God. And when we look at this past year, maybe there have been moments where you have grown, moments that we celebrate and maybe God was challenging you to read the Bible a little more regular. And so then you have. And so each week, opening up your Bible and reading regularly, you're like proud of that. That is awesome. But that's not it. That's not the end. Just because we grew this year doesn't mean we don't need to do anything else for the rest of our life. Our life with Christ isn't just saying yes to him and then doing everything like it has been for the rest of our life. But God has something new for us every single day of our life, every single year. And so this next year, we move forward. What our lives look like now, there are some good things. There are some things maybe we're less proud of. But how it is right now is not how it's going to be this time next year. Because we move forward. This past year, I felt um, challenged by the Lord to be more intentional how I spiritually led my family in my house. And so Alita and I, it's just us, the house, but... Alina and I have been praying together more often. And I felt really good about that. And it's been really helpful for us. Then in my faith, I was like, I felt really great because I was doing something God had challenged me to do. Like we grew this year, but that's not it. Like just because we did that doesn't mean that we just continue to do it um, through this year and next year and that's totally fine. But God has something new for us. This is not the end. So we will move forward as we look into this next year. We record and celebrate and reflect on the things God has done. But as the new year begins, we'll continue to move forward and let God challenge us to grow, to mature. So what is ahead of you? Maybe God's already been stirring some things in you, how you want to see things change, how um, the growth that you want to see take place. Maybe a more intimate relationship with God or restored relationships in your family. The answers to your questions are freedom from addictions that you've been facing. Maybe joy in your life is a way that you want to see your life change or a purpose to your life for once. God has something greater for you and greater for your family this year. And so before we move on, I wanted to take a moment and take another time to just reflect and let God speak to us and ask him, What are you challenging me with? How do you want me to grow this year? What is it you want to see change in my family this year? Maybe this year's gonna be about growing in generosity for you or caring about people more, being more public about your faith, or maybe being more intentional spiritually. But we're gonna take a moment, and so I want you to pull out those notes again, And as God's speaking to you, write these things down. As God's challenging you, maybe for yourself or for your family, to grow, to move forward this year.
Now as you're now as you're looking down at what you've written down and what God may have been speaking to you, if you didn't do this already, I want you to think of one small action step that you can take to see this growth happen. So for example, if you want to care about people more, maybe you write and you send out a card every month to somebody. Or if you're going to be more intentional spiritually, maybe you and your family say a small prayer together every day. If you want to be more public about your faith, maybe you share what God's speaking to you with somebody every week. Think of one small action step that you can take this year as you move forward to what God is asking of you or challenging you with. I'd encourage you to make it something that's small and very doable and start from there. But let's put it to action and start intentionally moving forward into what God has for us and our families. And then as you see growth and you see progress, write that stuff down. As the Lord speaks to you, write it down. Record those moments so you can come back and reflect on what God has done. That we would not forget how good our God is. Not forget the moments that he's spoken to us. So that when we face unknown, scary steps in our future, I'm able to be confident and faithful and obedient because I know my God is trustworthy because he's shown it time and time again. The more you reflect on what God has done, the more confident you will be in what he will do. God has good things ahead for you and for your family, so we move forward. And 2020 is going to be a great year. It's going to be a great decade as we move forward into the greater things that God has for us. So if everyone would go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes, hold on to that note, the things you've been writing down. And as we pray, thank God for speaking to you. But also pray that God would give you the boldness and the courage to, to do what he's asking of you. We're just thanking him for the things that he has done. Jesus, we thank you so much for speaking to us, for showing us miracles in our life. Lord, help us to be attentive and to keep our eyes open that we would see those moments throughout our life. And as we record those moments, Lord, being able to look back and encourage our faith that you are good, that you speak to us, you love us, and you will take care of us when we face unknown or scary times. Lord, we just pray for the future as we step into a new year, a new season for each of us, for our families. Lord, that we would start to see the growth take place that you want to see in us. As you've spoken to us, may these things happen. We'd move forward into that future to become more of who you want us to be. And recording it and challenging each other with it and encouraging each other along the way. Lord, we love you so much. Thank you for speaking to us and that you just have such good things for us. Pray these things, um, that these things would be in our life. We become more like you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Take some time today and reflect on what God has done in your life this past year and write those moments down then listen to God and how he wants you to grow and move forward in this next year. Keep these things in front of you so you don't forget what God has said. 
Here at NCC, we are all about making people and places new, and we want to know how we can help you grow in your faith. So connect with us online at newcommunity.co. We would love to hear from you.